You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Themba. What's going on, everybody? John and Themba here with Howard Bender. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast recording here for week 16 of the NFL season. Howard, many of our listeners here, hopefully still alive in their seasonal fantasy playoffs, but those who are not uh, can keep the winning going right here with us with our NFL DFS package. And, uh, you know, we got a lot still going on here. We carry the DFS content throughout the playoffs into the Super Bowl covering showdown slates and whatnot here. So uh, the winning doesn't have to stop uh, just because maybe you are no longer in your seasonal seasonal leagues here. No, listen. I, you know, this has been a this has been a disaster of a year for season long fantasy players. And I mean, listen, just the 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 mere fact. I don't know if you saw the tweet that I threw out there. I got it off of uh, Fantasy Football Today, and it was like what I thought my playoff lineup looked like. And it's like Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, with Leonard Fournette in the flex, right? And then what my actual fantasy playoff lineup looks like. Uh, sporting goods store mannequin, broken skateboard, an actual trash can, used gloves, a seal named Ricky Jones, <laughs> Ricky Seals Jones, and then in the flex, a canned ham. Like, I mean, that's really, like, that's what the season-long league is, situation has been about. The playbook, on the other hand, for DFS has been killing it all season long, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Damn, I think there was one weekend that I had that was just, it was a bad weekend. And it was just, it was like one of those really weird weekends. I didn't like the spreads and and the game matchups and stuff like that. And I just didn't have a a good week there. But for the other 14 weeks that I did, or the other uh, 13 weeks that I did, and the one week that you did, I got over Halloween, money in the bank, dude. So why wouldn't you just stay on the DFS train? Right. And those listening, if you do not have our DFS package here right now, we have the fantastic deal we got going on. You go to fantasyslam.com slash get NFL. Use promo code playoffs. You save, I think it's 85%. I think it's $29.70. And you get access to our NFL DFS Pro content from now all the way through the playoffs, all the way through the Super Bowl. Any DFS or seasonal content that we put out, you get access to. So uh, no better deal right now to try out Fantasy Alarm. It's never too late to start winning. We got three regular season. We got all the playoffs to go through. So definitely well worth uh, the price. You're getting what, Howard? Like eight weeks worth of content for 30 yeah, I mean, because you're getting like all the showdown slate stuff. Yep. You're getting all the the short slates for the playoffs, everything coming through. Plus, by the time you're listening to this, some people may or may not know that we're doing a free view over at Fantasy Alarm and DFSAlarm.com also. So everything that we're publishing here this weekend is also free. So you're getting the final two weeks of the regular season plus all the all the other stuff for less than $30. You'll easily make that up, right? You just... Put in, just do a do a, a fifty dollar double up, right? right? And, and boom, you'll be. Or even you just do a fifty fifty, do like right. a, a fifty dollar fifty fifty, and just double your money there, and that easily makes up for it. So, yep. yeah, I think we are uh, we are on that train. And then I don't want to I don't want to put some undue pressure on myself, John. But I'm using my birthday wish. My birthday is this Sunday. I'm using my birthday wish on uh, on somebody from Fantasy Alarm from the family. Whether it's you, John, whether it's me, whether it's a subscriber, somebody's winning a big GPP this weekend. I feel it, and I'm using my birthday wish on it. 
All righty. Well, let's get into the uh, into the positions here, into these matchups, and see if we can come up with a lineup here, Howard, that can help somebody win that GVP. So we're going to kick it off at the quarterback position. Just the matchups I think that everybody's looking for when it comes to chalk plays. Justin Herbert sticks out to me. He's got that Houston matchup. Austin Eckler not looking like he's going to be active. So you have Herbert in a position where he's more than likely going to throw a ton. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams by his side there. I think Herbert in that 7K tier is, is going to be the chalk. Yeah, I feel like Herbert's going to be very chalky as well. I think a lot of people are planning on spending up for him. I know you and I on the Fantasy Alarm Show on SiriusXM talked about the fact that everybody just runs on them, but then you cited the uh, the cover two defense that Houston usually likes to do that Justin Herbert completely picks apart. So I guess the question, I mean, are you locking in? Are you locking in Keenan Allen? And are you doing like full stack here with Keenan Allen uh, and Mike Williams? Or are you worried that... Houston might not even make this that competitive a game that maybe the stacking isn't worthwhile. Yeah, for me, I, I think Herbert is, he's not my favorite quarterback on this slate. And, and when we get the running back, we'll talk about the price of Justin Jackson. And, and I hate, and, and it's not that saying I don't do it, but I really don't like stacking a running back and a wide receiver on the same team. Quarterback, running back, there's no real correlation plays when you kind of build that kind of lineups. I think Herbert is going to be popular in a sense of that tier in the matchup against Houston. Obviously, you have Brady's missing his receivers. You have Buffalo missing their receivers going into New England. Patrick Mahomes is a top price quarterback. He's missing his top two guys. So like the healthiest quarterback in terms of offense is Herbert against Houston. It's why I think a lot of people are going to look in that. So yeah, I'm fine doing a one-off with Allen or a one-off with Mike Williams, but I think I'm going to probably end up leaning more towards Jackson, assuming that Eckler's out. So for me, Herbert's not really on my radar. It's not saying I'm fading him per se. If I build multiple lineups, I generally find myself in three max contests. I'll probably have a Herbert lineup in there, but Stafford is going to be my number one guy this week. Stafford is your number one guy this week. Yeah, listen, this matchup against Minnesota, super tasty. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, you know, I mean, because Minnesota plays these continuously competitive games. That's one of the things that I love the most is that they're always like these nice competitive games because their defense continuously gives up points in the second half, like continuously does it. So, yeah, I kind of... I dig on that. I definitely do dig on that one for sure. I'm just, uh, I'm thumbing around here. Let me just look at some other QBs who, I, it's really hard to pivot off of Stafford though, isn't I, I it? Mean, I mean, right. Like if, if you do want to pivot off Stafford, right? If you're just looking at recent game logs, obviously last game against Seattle, it wasn't his best. It wasn't that he had a bad game, right? 72% completion percentage, had the two touchdowns there, but only 16 fantasy points. That's definitely not going to win it for you. You know, are you buying into Jalen Hurts? You know, everybody said the ankle and he ran for two touchdowns last week, completed 75% of his passes, threw a touchdown against Washington and now home against a Giants team. But that isn't very good. I know the Giants gave him some trouble a few weeks back before his injury, but there's a different situation and now they're back home. It's a different situation than they are now back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jesus, why the hell is, oh, I'm, I'm trying to like fix something here so I can go back and look. All right, well, I can do it off of memory here for the time being right now. Quarterback, so so I'm having a hard time pivoting off of him, but some other QBs to obviously take a look at. Uh, Russell Wilson going up, he's at home against Chicago. Their secondary is a bust. Joe Burrow, I know you like going up against Baltimore. He had a great game against them last week. As far as those guys go in the mid-tier, am I missing anybody else who might be an interesting look? No, I don't think so. I mean, if you're a believer in Huntley, I know he missed practice with a non-COVID illness today, but if if he's back and active, 
and you're a believer in him. And you know, the one thing I find interesting about Huntley, his last three starts that he's made in Chicago, Cleveland, completed at least 70% of his passes in all three of those games. Lamar Jackson's only done that twice in 12 starts this year. So is Tyler Huntley a better passer? Than Lamar Jackson, I mean, 36, 38, and 40 pass attempts. He's completed over 70% of his passes in all three of those games. The rushing upside we know is there. It's very similar play style. You know, do you have any interest in a Tyler Huntley this week against Cincinnati? Do you think maybe uh, he's a bit overhyped after his big performance last week? I want to know what the illness is, right? Like, I get it that it's not COVID, and okay, that's fine. But, I mean, if the dude's, like, been sitting there and he's, like, all dehydrated and and it's something that could affect his stamina in any way, then I kind of worry about utilizing him. But I think he's, from everything that we've seen over the last two games, he's not going to run in two touchdowns every week. That's for sure. But, like, Cincinnati's a team that definitely gives up some points. So I, I could be... Uh, intrigued by him, but I mean, again, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna look at Huntley, then you know I, I'd rather pay a hundred dollars less for Burrow or a hundred dollars more and go to Wilson. Yeah, Burrow definitely feels like a bit of a misprice here. And last week against Denver wasn't great, but against San Francisco, he put up huge numbers. And of course, in this matchup against Baltimore in Baltimore, he put up huge numbers, over 400 yards and multiple touchdowns. So I'm with you. I definitely love Joe Burrow. 5900 is I think that's like the cheapest we've had him all season long since week four was the last time he was this cheap. So other than since then, he's been the mid six K's as high uh, as $7,100 back in week eight. So, I mean, listen, I'm with you. I think Burrow with the talent that he has around him is a great value. And then I'm going to throw him out there, Howard. I'm going to say his name, Matt Ryan, $5,400 at home against Detroit. Yeah. I mean, listen, I get it. Ryan is, uh, he's got Cordero Patterson there. Russell Gage has been good. He's got Kyle Pitts. We've definitely seen stuff. My my issue with Ryan, though, and I mean, again, yeah, it's a good matchup. We're looking at the matchup and we're like, all right, it's Detroit, right? So nobody's really in on Detroit at all. But just keep in mind, Detroit, they, they are coming off of a big win here against the uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah, doesn't it feel like a letdown game? Big it win does feel like road? a It does feel like a letdown game, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I just there there are a couple of games here that you kind of look at. You see the defense limiting the Browns, limiting the Bears. They kind of kept the Vikings defense with Dalvin Cook and and company kind of in check in that game against the Vikings. Only gave up 27 points to them. They held the Steelers to to just 16 points in that stretch. So 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 the defense hasn't been terrible, but it, I mean obviously it's not great, but it hasn't been like. Right so god-awful that that you're worried about it. And the problem for me is, as much as I love Matt Ryan, I mean, god damn, look at these numbers. Oh, you can't say god damn on the You, you can say whatever you want here. <laughs> god damn, 236 and a touchdown against San Francisco, right? That's what he did last week. I mean, but I mean, one, two, three, four, four out of the last six games, it's fewer than 200 yards. Oh, it hasn't been good. Listen, I'm not here to I'll fight with you that. Since week 10, uh, his highest point total has been 14.4 fantasy points. So against New Orleans in week nine, he went for 30. But there was a stretch there from week seven down to week you know, four, basically. So what are we looking at here? Four straight weeks, essentially, of 20-plus fantasy points there. So it's not like he's been bad all year. But there's been definitely some moments where he's been good now. Calvin Ridley was active for those games. That's definitely a big factor for that. But Russell Gage is starting to really come along. I think this is a matchup that Pitts could take advantage of. And Cordero Patterson's been as good as a running back, but there's definitely some options there for him to get some catch and passes and be a factor there as well. So again, he's a dart throw play. I'm not saying make your core lineup around Matt Ryan, but it's Detroit, Atlanta's home. There's a lot of things I think adding up to where you could get 
250 and two scores out of Matt Ryan this week. From your lips to God's ears, baby. May that may that definitely happen. I, I would love for it to happen. I'm, I've always been a Matt Ryan fan. I really have been. Well, anybody out there that you would pay lower for? Then you? let's talk running backs. All right. Didn't think so. Running backs here. Uh, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, I, I was giving you the opportunity to say Trevor Lawrence because I know you're a big Jags fan now. No, I am not a big Jags fan. I like some of their pieces this week. We'll touch upon that in a moment here, Howard, because we're at the running back spot. Paying up for running back, I, there aren't many options to pay up for anyway. So Cook is obviously out. Eckler's likely out. Can't ever play Najee Harris. They just, they just can't run the football. There's no offensive line there. Chiefs defense has actually been pretty decent lately. Fournette's out. Mixon against Baltimore. Meh. Madison against the Rams, eh. Patterson, $6,700 probably where I start. But even then, I don't know if I'm I'm truly starting my lineups there, right? Like, I like Patterson, but everybody's going to play James Robinson at $5,900. I think CEH is in a fantastic spot. We both like the Denver running back, so I don't know. What do, you- what do I think? I think there are a lot of great sp- spaces to go here. And, yeah, I'm with you here. With the exception of Cordero Patterson, yeah, that's where I would start. Right. That's as probably as high as I really want to go. I, I don't even like, you know, as much as I love Madison, I just don't love this matchup against the Rams. That's, right. I'm with you on that. So if we're looking at Patterson there, then yeah, I like Javante Williams. If we're looking at DraftKings prices, Javante Williams at 6,100, I definitely like. But yeah, I feel like we're kind of floating in that in that range of James Robinson at 5,900 and CEH at 5,800. Both guys are are in play here. I, I, I kind of liked Miles Sanders before all this talk about the quad injury has been a, a, an issue for him now. Yeah, he has no injury designation. So I think there's still some value there. My problem is that he's not going to score a touchdown unless he scores from outside like the 10-yard line, right? It hurts anything inside the five hurts is taking himself. We saw that last week, but you have to love the volume. And hey, you finally commit to Miles Sanders and what do you get? 24 for 120, 18 for 131. Because the man's a good running back. Right? Yeah. Like, they figured it out. Hey, he's a good running back. So $5,600, it's fine. It's just that you're not going to get that touchdown. So you need him to keep giving you that volume of those yards. That is exactly what you need. All right. Anybody lower than that that you're that you're kind of looking at? You're, look, you're eyeballing? Yeah, I mean, Ronald Jones at 51. Oh, yeah, Ronald Jones. Good call. Yeah, Ron Jones, 5,100. Yeah, I think he's a good play. And then we're just, I mean, again, uh, everybody's going to play Jackson, I think, at 42. Assuming that he's out, assuming that Eckler's out, Justin Jackson. And, and when has Justin Jackson chalk ever hurt us, right? But he's uh, 13 for 86 last week against Kansas. You know, he is a somewhat capable pass catcher. You know, he had four catches back against Las Vegas in week four there. So it's not like he's incapable of catching the football. But $4,200 against Houston, you think the Chargers are going to go up big. Vegas thinks the Chargers will go up big. And then they're just going to run it out. And Jackson's probably the guy getting that volume. Did it bother you at all that we saw as much Joshua Kelly as we? Not really. I mean, we didn't really see as much. I mean, Jackson very much out out touched him, but Kelly definitely gets some of those goal line carries, and that 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 is, I guess, maybe where the problem comes into play. That's what I'm saying. I mean, listen, in the game, in last week's game, Justin Jackson came in, he got 13 carries, right? Joshua mm-hmm. Kelly saw, saw blah, 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 seven carries. So right. I don't know if if that's the proportion or whatever that they, they you know, end up working there, but that's that that's my only concern. Like, I don't want, like, people to just buy into Justin Jackson as being the chalk because it's Houston because, yeah, he did look good in that game, but, man, if Joshua Kelly does poach those the goal line work, and listen, Justin Herbert did, yep. right? Herbert was that selfish son of a bitch. He ran that touchdown in on his, on his possible listen and how many times how long have we waited people hyped up justin jackson as a guy right like it's we saw this all last year they had an opportunity with eckler out and he wasn't really able to 
to grab hold of it. So I think it's just the one-time spot. It's DFS. He's 4,200. He's going to be starting running back against Houston. I think that's where the, where the appeal is at running back for him. So I'm expecting pretty decent roster ship on him. Yeah, probably. I mean, listen, once you're that cheap, I mean, you're immediately cash game viable. Yep. You're 200 bucks above min price for a, a positional player, basically. So yeah. You're you're like a really good defense. You're that yeah, cheap. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're a mid-tier tight end. All right, wide receiver. I, I tweeted out Cooper Cup for me is my lock-in play. Start my lineups. Robinson Cup, build up. He has now eclipsed his Vegas yardage total prop. It, it's 12-1 and one or something like that this year. It, he just, like, doesn't miss. He just doesn't miss his – or he's, like, 12 over his last 11, 13 games. He's gone over his Vegas yardage prop. So, yeah, the dude's the best receiver in football. Just fit him in your lineup. Find a way. Minnesota's not very good. They're terrible defensively, especially in their secondary. So, spending all the way up. For- spending all the way for Cup. Absolutely. I like it. Man, 9100 on uh, on DraftKings. They really want you to use those, like, mid-price players. Yeah. Or, you know, Howard, lucky for us, there's about 10 of them at the wide receiver position. So That is true. All right, who else are we paying up for? Keenan Allen, obviously, against yeah, in, Houston. In on Keenan Allen, in on Chase. You know, I think he's more of the, I think you'll see Higgins be more popular, but I like Chase as the pivot off that. And then I know you love Tyler Lockett, so. I do love Tyler Lockett, absolutely. At 6,700, it's a great play. Again, Bears defense is terrible, and we all know that who's Russell Wilson connected to, right? It's Tyler Lockett. Yep, I agree with you. So that's uh, that tier there. Not really in on Renfro. Last week wasn't great. Denver's pretty decent defending the pass. Mike Williams, we talked about Allen. Williams would be the GPP play there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like Russell Gage, I think he's really solid. And then you can take a dart throw at any of the other Rams receivers if you want. Outside of last week, they all had like three weeks in a row of each catching a touchdown pass. So they have that upside. They do have that upside. (laughs) How disappointing were they this past week? It was unbelievable. Yeah, they were hilarious. It was just one guy. It was unbelievable. Like, I mean, if you're gonna stack, are you gonna are you going to stack with the uh, with the Rams? Or are you gonna be like, you know what, Stafford Cup? I'll just do it that way and and leave it at that. No, I would go Stafford Cup. I wouldn't go multiple receivers. I hate the idea of going multiple guys in an offense. I think I had this conversation uh, with James Ronde last week. You want to maximize touchdown output. And I know that spreading over this offense means like, oh, if the Rams score, you have a good chance of getting that touchdown. But like, you can't also have them both score at the same time. So I kind of like the idea of trying to build my lineups, not to do a three-man stack, unless it's like a mid-price play where it kind of helps me get other guys. So uh, I'm probably not, but you know, maybe. That was uh, that was incredibly non-committal. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, so. If you're looking at, like, let's say, let's talk about this Rams-Minnesota game. Because if you're doing, like, a traditional stack, right, then you're using either Van Jefferson. You're using Stafford. You're using Cup. You're using either Van Jefferson or OBJ. I'm not going to play games with with whoever the the tight end is going to be. I mean, or Hig. I'm not going to use Higby, right? And I'm not going to use whatever running back there trying to shuffle out there right exactly they even designated cam makers to return right so yeah so so if we're avoiding that you know you you look at that stack and you have sometimes you like having a piece coming back i know that's something that you've argued against as well yeah but we're looking at minnesota here and why would like if that turns into any kind of a shootout why wouldn't you like try and jam in justin jefferson because the defense for the rams isn't great again i don't think that you need the the Rams can score 35 points without the Vikings scoring 34, right? Like 
they can throw five touchdown passes and have Cooper Cup get three of them and and, some, and Stafford have a huge game. It doesn't need to be a back and forth game for the value to be there for an offense if you think they're going to score. So yeah, but are the are the Rams the type of team that's going to run up the score like that? They've run up the score on teams and then eventually had to take out the offense. We saw it against Houston. We saw it against the Giants. They I think they benched their starters. Uh, earlier this year against Detroit when that game was out of hand early. Yeah, they do that. But they definitely hang multiple touchdowns on teams in non-competitive games. Jacksonville, 37 to 7, right? Stafford had 303 scores in that game. Like they're, you don't need someone coming. It's, I get why you've in, you feel the correlation is needed. Definitely makes sense if there's a game that has like a 58 game total that maybe that you want both sides of that because they're both expected to be high scoring teams. But I don't necessarily think that you need to go that route. Okay, that makes sense. Definitely makes sense, no doubt, no doubt. All right, what what tier are we at? Yeah, I mean, we were going down. We're in the 4K range. I mean, Antonio Brown's 4,900. I think you can. I think you can play Antonio Brown this week. I know we've talked a little bit about Stephon Gilmore coverage potentially going Brown's way. Watching him in New England, yes, he's great, but he's a much better cover guy when you're running vertically. If you start getting him going horizontally, which Antonio Brown is really good at, he's not fast. So Brown can use his agility and his ability to cut and get open and kind of get ahead of Gilmore on some of those routes. I don't think that's really a problem. And the price point just makes sense for Brady and Brown in there as well. Yeah, Antonio Brown at 4,900. That's how how chalky do you think that one ends up? I think he'll be popular. I do. Again, he's going to be probably the top receiver for Tampa this week. My worry has kind of always been the snap share, but he doesn't really play... He wasn't playing a bunch of snaps earlier, right? Like he was coming out the field on two wide receiver sets. So he's only playing like 60% of the offense anyways. So if that's what he gets, I mean, he was on pace to be the leading receiver on the team. So I expect he probably gets more than that this week. So uh, yeah, you're going to, you're going to lock him in. I think. Going to lock him in. All right. All right. Further down, there's lots of, lots of low cost guys here. Yep. You, you know what? Yeah. All right. So Emmanuel Sanders at 4k, I think is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I guess, I guess. I mean, I'm not in on Knox, so, and and Diggs is going to get the bracket coverage, so I think Sanders is going to be sort of the guy on the island there. Yeah. Well, let's shoot down to the range that we were looking at earlier today on the Fantasy Alarm Show. Your boy Laquan Treadwell at 3,500. We talked about Braxton Berrios with Jameson Crowder, Jameson Crowder out. We looked at him at 3,500. Mikol Hardman at 3,500. That's a nice one. And then Nico Collins at 3,400 is another guy you said you liked. Well, I mentioned Nico Collins. I didn't, I didn't say I liked Nico Collins. Oh, okay. That's who's going to catch the football with Cooks out. And I said Nico Collins is probably going to be the one to step into that spot. Him and Chris Conley, I would imagine, would be the two guys. So, again, not like I want to throw go up against the Chargers here. I think their secondary is pretty decent. But, you know, those would be the two that step in. But, yeah, Barrios the other day, he played 40% of the snaps. A few weeks ago, had 10 targets. You know Crowder, you think he's going to be the guy that slips into that role. It's Jacksonville. I think there's some viability to him there from a, a volume standpoint. Uh, same thing with Laquan Treadwell. You and I went over it on the Fantasy Alarm Show. We don't have to rehash it. You can go to the uh, SXM app, right, Howard, and, and listen to the, the replay of the Fantasy Alarm Show. But uh, Treadwell now, four straight weeks of at least nine fantasy points. $3,500. No LaVisca Chenault active for this game against the Jets. So he's been a, a big play guy, a downfield guy. Three, four straight weeks now, the minimum longest catch of at least 20 yards. So he can, he can kind of get you there. And then the other one, Mikko Hardman, right? I think he would be super chalky if we find out that Tyree Kill is out before that four o'clock game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to be super chalky. All right. So we're lush with these, uh, these super pay downs here. 
some dart throws to say this is probably a little better than just dart throws, right? Bigger opportunity. Yeah, I agree. They're stepping into bigger roles, exactly. So, and they should get decent. All right. Good, good. Tight ends. You're paying up for Andrews. I mean, how do you not? Well, I guess the only answer to how do the how do you not is if Tyler Huntley doesn't play. Right. They said he's gonna play, but I don't know what this illness is. So. It could so be the Man, run. Andrews and Gronk are, are your two big ones. Yep, for sure. Definitely the top spend-ups. Again, I like Cal Pitts this week against Detroit. I know he's broken the hearts of many, but, you know, I think this is a good spot for him. It's He's just lacking touchdowns, right? Like, he has 58 catches and 847 yards. It's, he hasn't been bad. He's just not scoring. So, if you're a believer in Matt Ryan in Atlanta this week, you could be a believer uh, in Cal Pitts. I'm out on Dawson Knox. Patriots number one team against tight ends. They just cover this position really well. Uh, they take it away. And the fact that you don't have to wear Davis or Beasley, like, I think that helps it even more of them focusing in on Dawson Knox. Dallas Goddard's probably the guy I'm going to have most in my lineups. He's just a mid-tier guy, $5,100. Giants, not great. Uh, Hertz connected really well with him last week. Minshew connected really well with him the week before. Uh, so Goddard at, at $5,100 is probably the core tight end for me. Core tight end for you. All right. Yeah, I mean, listen, the back-to-back games have been absolutely fantastic. I can't go against that. I like the situation Noah Fant is in. I don't necessarily know if I could buy into Noah Fant. If Albert O's out, I'll buy in. He's questionable to play. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. It just always seems like every time Fant's in this smash spot, it deviates elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe I just hate Drew Locke. Maybe that's what it is. Um. Looking down at some value tight ends, are you in on Cole Komet? You're, uh, you seem to be in on him every week. <laughs> well, I mean, we talk about the, the, the targets, Howard, right? He gets targets, so targets convert. However, I don't know what the hell to do with Nick Foles. So I'm probably out on this Bears offense this week with Nick Foles as the quarterback. So no thanks. Oh, poor Nicky Foles, man. He's probably going to have a good game. I don't know, but I just I can't go there. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, Jackson, your Jacksonville Jaguars again. Yeah, you know, I need Arnold Jets. to be out. Apparently, they designated him to return. So if Arnold's active, like, I don't know what that split becomes with O'Shaughnessy and Arnold. So I would definitely need one Arnold to be active, uh, inactive for me to go the O'Shaughnessy route. Definitely hurts the value play there. I mean, Coop is talking up Ingram because of the matchup against the Eagles. Um, he didn't score in that spot last time, but it was actually the other tight end that caught the touchdown, but he did have six targets. So it wasn't terrible, but it's not great. It's not great. And I know you have a guy that you want to discuss in that team as well. Well, because I'm not going to go to Evan Engram. That's just, I mean, how many times does this dude have to like ruin people's lives? Right? Yeah. So give me Kyle Rudolph, right? Kyle Rudolph doesn't see a, a lot of targets here. He doesn't see a lot of red zone work at all recently. He saw some earlier on the season. He caught a touchdown against the Kansas City Chiefs. What did he do against the uh, – oh, he didn't play. He was hurt against the Eagles. And Caden Smith caught the touchdown, right? No, it wasn't even Caden Smith. It was something else. Some other guy I've never heard of in my all life. All right, so, so that was Rudolph's uh, touchdown Mayerick. then. Chris Mayerick caught the touchdown. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph during the holiday season. It didn't happen last year. We can blame COVID and all the games that got pushed off and the schedules got screwed up and whatever. But Kyle Rudolph always seems to like, he just seems to have, you know, in a fun way, he delivers, right? He just gives you something, gets into the end zone around the holiday times. Everybody talks about Rudolph and the, as the gimmicky narrative there. And yeah, listen, for $2,700, Going up against the worst team against the tight end? Like, uh, why not? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there is uh, 
If you're playing narratives, that's the narrative to play, right? Play Rudolph on Christmas. Play Rudolph on Christmas. Yeah. Amen. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, all right, closes out here. Defense is here. What, what, are you, what are you looking at? I've been playing the Chargers against Houston, but you know, what are, what are the, some of your favorites for you? Yeah, Chargers against Houston are obviously a, a good one there. I think Kansas City actually looks pretty good against Pittsburgh. They definitely, Big Ben can end up with those turnovers. I mean, what you're looking for is you're looking for obvious turnovers. Seattle against Chicago. I think that's something that could play because it's Nick Foles, right? I think that's a situation. The Raiders defense against Denver even might get some uh, some work because it's Drew Locke. And we know how careless he is. How about this? I've, I said it on the Fantasy Alarm show, but I, and I don't agree with it. Like when you've got like a shitty defense going up against a shitty team, does, does that shitty defense like actually play out? But I'll tell you what, <clears throat> if Detroit... <laughs> doesn't have Jared Goff, and it's either Tim Boyle or David Blah. Like, why not use that Falcons defense the way it's priced? Yeah, 2,600 home as well. That's, you know what? Yeah, maybe. They've been, they haven't been good. You know, they definitely haven't been good. But, you know, maybe. maybe. If it's Tim Boyle, probably, right? That guy has more interceptions, uh, I think, than, like, completions in his career. So, you know, I would let me see where on the turnover battle, where are our good friends, the Falcons? Because even if they're like just middle of the road and take, all right, 16 takeaways. So bottom, bottom end of the yeah. pack, but still like middle of the pack. Kind yeah, they of don't a, sack anybody. So you really need them to get the turnovers there. They've had a fumble recovery in three of the last four. They've had interceptions. They've had four interceptions over the last five, but they have had defensive touchdowns in two of the last three. So see, I like that. And 19 giveaways from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That could be my pay down defense of the week. Could be. I think it fits. Any other defenses you like? Uh, no, you kind of ran through the list there. I think that's kind of where I'm at outside of obviously the spend-up options. But it's Chargers and kind of the guys below, really. And the guys who blow, did you just say? So the guys below. The team's below. Oh, below. Yep. I'm getting punchy, right? We've been talking to each other for far too long right now. <laughs> no, I could talk to you forever. So. Aw, you're just saying that. I am just saying that. That's true. I know you um, are. All right, Howard, do you have a lineup <laughs> for the people? I do have a lineup for the people. Give it up. And it combines a, a couple of things here, like things that we uh, we talk about. I guess I'm going with a traditional stack with something coming back against it because I know you hate that. But how about this lineup here? Matthew Stafford, James Robinson, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Cooper Cup with Van Jefferson. Justin Jefferson coming back. Kyle Rudolph is the tight end. Braxton Berrios in the flex which I could easily swap out for Laquan Treadwell if you really want to, John. Good. And then the Falcons defense. You, you went there, huh? I went there. But, I mean, listen, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Van Jefferson. Plus, I mean, the value backs that you're getting here with Robinson and Edwards-Alaire, 59 and 5,800. I mean, that's pretty damn tasty. I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to sit there and argue with you. I, think I don't hate this lineup, John, and that scares the shit out of <laughs> me. It probably should, Howard. It probably should. All right. So here's my lineup. The one that I'm going to be going with here. I got Burrow. I got CEH. I got Robinson. I got Cup. I got Higgins. I got Brown. I got Dallas Goddard. I got Justin Jackson. And I got your Falcons defense as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. You spend up a little bit more at tight end. 
You spend down a little bit at, uh, at, at wide receiver. Well, you balance out your two wide receivers, but you get that Antonio Brown play right. in there. And then you use the uh, the running back at the flex spot, which I always like, man. I like it more on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings, but I still like it. Yep, I agree with you. And we're both punting defense, so that works. Who's your defense? The Falcons. Yeah. Love using those shit-sucking defenses at the bottom end of the pack. Amen. Uh, Amen. So that- that wraps it up here, Howard. We'll have uh, obviously you'll have the Saturday two game playbook, you'll have the Sunday main playbook, you'll have the dartboard, the example lineups. Uh, myself and Andrew Cooper will be on the live stream from 11 to 12. With any lineup questions that you guys have, any uh, inactives lists out there as well for you guys as we head into week 16 of the NFL season. For Howard and John, we will catch you guys next week.